Hello and welcome back to the Why Not Us podcast edition. This is our first ever college football show and I am so excited to be here. My name is Adam Glick. I am alongside Michael Gresser. College football is in the swing of things and we're ready to get started with our first ever show for the Why Not Us network. Here we go. Today is Friday uh, afternoon. We are recording a day before games get underway. Mike and I have been talking about tomorrow for months it seems and finally the day is here and then next week obviously a full slate of games that we're super excited for before we get going mike just talk about you know how excited you are for football to get going again man i don't think i've ever been so excited (laughs) for a football season adam like last year as fun as it was just didn't feel like um yeah like the, the, the season that we all that we all want in terms of uh the COVID situation but bearing any major changes we should have a much smoother season full season full stadiums full everyone tailgating outside the stadiums um it should be the experience that we've all been waiting for um i can't i can't tell you how excited i am just been dreading every day without college football waiting for it to to finally get here and tomorrow tomorrow we have we have the first games and i could not be more excited yeah couldn't have said it better myself honestly just I can't believe we made it. Um, and just when I we're watching tomorrow, Nebraska, Illinois, twelve o'clock. There a football game that actually counts for, and there will be a packed stadium. It's just really great to see. Um, let's get right into it though. We'll, we're going to do our conference previews. We're going to do six conferences um, across two shows: the Big Twelve, SEC, Big Ten, Pac twelve. ACC and the American, I think the American, even though some people think it's a mid-major conference, they play better than that. So I think those are the six that we'll do. Things are looking up in the American. Yeah, things are (laughs) definitely looking up in the American and that you. Especially with the expanded playoff on the horizon. Yes, exactly. And when we get later in the show, I might mention a few American teams to watch out for. But let's get right into it. Um, We're going to only do three today, the Big 12, SEC and Big 10. But we'll start in our conference, the Big 12, the Texas Longhorns, obviously not predicted to win this conference because that is Oklahoma Sooners. And then you have Iowa State, two top 10 teams coming into the season. And then you have two quality teams, I think, behind Texas with TCU and Oklahoma State. Mike, give me an overview of what you expect from kind of the top teams and what do you expect from teams like Oklahoma, Iowa State, and Texas. Yeah, I know. You know, the, the top of the Big 12 is so interesting this year because, I mean, Iowa State might just be the best story in college football. Like, like you hear the narrative year after year, it takes talent to win championships. And if you go back and look at Iowa State's recruiting classes, they're finishing in the bottom half of the Power Five year after year. So on paper, you look at them, and you might not say that they have the most talented team, but Matt Candlish put together a squad year after year that just produces well above um, what people think they should be doing. And that's all credit to that team. Obviously, though, you have a team like OU who is as talented as they seem on paper. Um, they will be favored to win the conference, but um, Iowa State, I think, um, has a um, the best, uh, better chance than anyone to uh, – um, give them a fight. Unfortunately, um, they're going against what I think is the best team Lincoln Riley has put together in his time in Oklahoma. Um, they, they've always had um, one of the best offenses in college football, but now under new defensive coordinator Alex Grinch, 
they've finally been putting together, as we saw last year, um, uh, potentially title contending defense. And I think that's going to only be improved this year. Um, so I think it'll be those two teams at the top. Um, but there are some teams right below them that could make things could make things interesting down the stretch, notably Texas, TCU, and Oklahoma State. Um, I know that AP has Oklahoma State ranked inside the uh, top 25. Um, personally, I wouldn't. I would, in fact, just replace Oklahoma State for TCU, um, and because uh, I think um, I think if you're th thinking about one or two other teams that could contend in the big 12, it could be, it would be a Texas or a TCU. Um, Cause this is all, this is also a squad that I think could be the best that Gary Patterson's had in his tenure. Um, they're always sound on defense. Um, I think they're going to be much improved on offense under veteran quarterback, Max Duggan. Um, and uh, you know, year one in Sark, it's going to be, it's pretty unpredictable <laughs> right now. Um, a lot of nerves flying everywhere. Um, but um, it could um, with I mean, there's talent on this roster across the board. And if, if, if the coaching staff put it together, um, they uh, um, they could have a really good first season or start. Sorry, maybe not win the Big 12, but could potentially contend. Um, um, but there could also be an opposite side of that. And things could derail as we've uh, been known to uh, um, so known to uh, happen year after year at Texas. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but I think those are the top teams um, really excited. Um, and who knows? I mean, OU's won, I think, six straight Big 12 titles. Who knows? Maybe Matt Campbell's squad can finally be the one to uh, to uh, to revert, reverse that trend. And they return um, just about everyone on their roster, um, led by Brees Hall, um, Brett Brock Purdy, um, they they have one of the deepest rosters in the nation. If anyone if anyone can knock knock OU off, it's Iowa State. Yeah, and you bring up some really good points. I think the biggest two biggest storylines for me coming into this in the Big Twelve is can Iowa State dethrone Oklahoma because Oklahoma's dominant. What? How many years have they won the I think Big Twelve? Six straight. Six straight. And growing up, just seems like it's always Oklahoma. Yeah. It's annoying. Um, can they dethrone them because they have the roster finally to do it? And this might be their only shot at doing it. And then for Texas, I think Sark's first, I think, is it first four games is going to determine his tenure at Texas because they play a very good Louisiana team that will that we might get into. They play on the road against a, a future SEC opponent in Arkansas. And then obviously a cupcake game against, I believe, Rice and then Texas Tech who it always seems like always comes game. down to the end yeah. with Texas Tech, no matter how good or bad they are. Their offense is going to be great. Yeah, their defense, like always. Their defense is going to be nothing, but yeah, um, that offense can do wonders against any team. Yeah, that triple <laughs> overtime shootout yeah, exactly, last year. Exactly. You don't know what's going to happen in that game. Yeah, so on, I just want to get your thoughts on some of the games before conference play that you're looking at of yeah. these big teams. Yeah. Um, we can – as we pull up some of these big games, we can start. But just give me your thoughts on obviously Texas's first two right, games right, against yeah. two really quality opponents. Yeah, you know Texas right off the bat, Sark is in for one of the hardest games that he's going to see in his first year at Texas. Um, he is. It's not a cakewalk by any means. Louisiana, they um, 
return more starter production than any other um, FPS team in the nation. Um, and when any team returns that much, especially after the year they had last year, it's it's going to be it's going to be a dogfight. Um, um, I think. Um, but then again, with the talent that Texas has on its roster, like on paper, Texas is certainly more talented than Louisiana is, but less experienced across the board. Billy Napier, I think, is one of the best coaches in the nation. He returned to Louisiana this year because he knows that he's returning a squad that um, um, can – I mean, they, they won 11-1 last year. I don't know how they can – uh, do better than that, but he, he knows he's going to have a squad that um, is going to um, is going to be able to match up well with anybody, including Texas. So um, I think. Um, Who do you uh, think poses a bigger challenge to Texas between those two teams? Between between Arkansas and Louisiana, personally, I think Arkansas poses the bigger threat. Um, like being it that Louisiana is at home in an environment that that mm-hmm. team that was so good last year hasn't pl- has never played in. I think you're going to see across the board in college football, these earlier games um, in the season with full stadiums, I think it's going to have a little bit bigger of an impact for the it, home team for the home team that might um, that otherwise uh, wouldn't. Um, so I think for that reason, um, 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 I'm a little more worried about going to Arkansas because, I mean, that is one of the most underrated atmospheres in college football. I mean, Sam Pittman, I think, is the absolute perfect coach for that team. Like, go back and look at their season last year. Yeah, their record wasn't great, but they were competitive in every single game other than the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to think that they won't improve on that this year. I mean, they, they might have, like, the hardest schedule in college football, and I have going 500 playing – um, so many good teams. Um, so uh, there's no reason to think that they won't uh, at least be competitive against Texas. Um, hopefully we're going to be, Texas is going to be favored in both those games. They should win both. They need to win both. If they don't win both. <laughs> Code red, sound the alarm. Where uh, <laughs> um, there, there, might, there might be trouble ahead for Sark. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. But uh, yeah. So getting to some of these, marquee non-conference games. I was looking through these schedules and Oklahoma does not have a marquee non-conference no, game. They, they play Nebraska, but and they play Tulane on the road. Yeah. I mean not, just, not neither of those neither yeah. of those teams are, are gonna or get any, any good any sort yeah. of fight. I think uh I think, I, yeah. yeah I was just gonna bring up the the marquee games I think that you guys would be the listeners um interested in would be starting with Oklahoma State, Boise State traveling uh the home and home they get to go to Boise, Idaho for that game. I think Boise might be ranked by the end of the year. I am expecting a big season from them. And obviously Oklahoma State can get some momentum if they're able to win that game. And then I remember a few years ago, TCU was playing SMU. And they are, they're also playing Cal, which could be a good, good game. But TCU-SMU rivalry, those schools are really close to each other. Uh, it went in overtime, I believe, a couple of years ago when SMU upset TCU. I think it was our freshman year, so three years ago now. Um, but you also can't forget about Iowa and State. Yeah, Iowa. that was a, that's the biggest game I think, yeah. other than Texas Louisiana. Yeah, is Iowa State Iowa in state rivalry? Iowa's very good. They're both they're both ranked. Yeah, both ranked Iowa. I think in the top twenty. Mm-hmm. 
both I really think it's going to be just a defensive dog fight. Is, yeah. Because Iowa is always known for great defensive play and having incredible tight ends. Yeah. yeah. Just like Wisconsin, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's that's going to be a fantastic game. And that that could uh, potentially dictate um, Iowa State's season. Um, they, they know they're going to be favored in that game. Um, and they, they, uh, they, they need to win that game. Yeah. And if, if they want to have a season that they think they can have. Yeah, for sure. Before we move on to our next conference, let's get uh, our predictions for the standings in the Big 12. Yeah. We can start with you, Mike. Go one through 10 for us. Who uh, do you like? All right. So at the top, I have Oklahoma. I, uh, I'm actually picking Oklahoma to win the national championship this wow. year. Bold um, take. You heard it here I, first. I, I, I hate to say that, but um, <laughs> if, if, uh, um, I think uh, I think that this is their best opportunity to do it. Like, um, uh, there's there's no reason to think that they can't do it with the talent they have stacked in their roster on offense and defense. Um, they're ranked number two in the AP. I mean, no no reason to think they can't. So I got OU one. I think they're gonna uh, be at, be there again, be in the playoff. Who knows? They they might get knocked off one game like they always do every year. Yeah. But I still think they're gonna be right there at the end of the year, winning the Big Twelve. I got Iowa State next. Um, I believe they return 20 out of 22 starters off of a team that um, went, went to the Big 12 went to championship, the Big 12 championship won and, their bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no reason to think that they won't be right back there this year. If, the, if there's any year to to, uh, to make something happen in, uh, in Ames, Iowa, it's, it's, it's this year. Um, and uh, number three, I have Texas. Um, yes, we have uh, – yes, Texas has – it's just unpredictable. New quarterback, yeah. new head coach. Um, but you, again, you look at the talent that Texas has in the roster. If the coaching staff and the quarterback can put it together, um, Texas could be in for and should be in for a good first year under uh, Coach Sark. Um, for I have TCU. Uh, they're a very veteran team. Um, uh, they, they got they got talent on, the, on their roster. Quarterback Mac Duggan, five star running back Zach Evans. Um, they got weapons at receiver, Quentin Johnson, uh, to name one, Marcel Brooks, who just moved to receiver. Um, I, uh, I think, I think they're, they're going to be right there, uh, contending in the big 12 that they, they could, uh, uh, surprise, surprise this year. Uh, five, I have Oklahoma state. Um, um, I, I don't necessarily think they're going to be as good as most people think. Um, people are picking on tend to be picking them third or fourth in the big 12. I have five. I still think they'll be good. Very competitive with just about every team. Uh, veteran quarterback, Spencer Sanders returning. Um, and uh, Matt, Matt Gundy always puts together a good squad. They'll, they'll have a, a good defense again. Uh, six, I probably have West Virginia. Um, they had the best defense statistically in the big 12 last year. Uh, no reason to think that they might not do that again. Um, um, but there are there are good defenses across pretty much all Big 12 teams um, at the top at least, um, and uh, Western could uh, could could knock off one or two teams. That that game Texas has going to West Virginia is very scary in my yeah. list. I uh, don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, that's just, Morgantown's a scary place to play. Um, seven, um, I probably have uh, Texas Tech. Um, like I said, like. They're going to have a super high-powered offense, as they always do. They got um, they got quarterback uh, transfer from Oregon. I think his name is uh, 
Um, his name's Tyler um, Sabah. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Um, but um, I think I think their offense is going to be able to hang with anybody. Um, I, how do you pronounce it? So? Tyler Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, I think their offense is going to be able to hang with anybody. Defense probably not going to do much. Um, so that, that those could be uh, shootouts for sure. Um, what am I, eight now? Yeah. yeah eight. Of, what? K-State. K-State and Baylor and yeah. Kansas. Um, those are K-State, Baylor, and honestly, Texas Tech. They're, all three of those be, are kind of interchangeable yeah. for me. I think if there's any team I would put next, it's probably uh, Kansas State. Um, I like Skylar Thompson. Yeah. Uh, Deuce Vaughn is a um, he was lighting up defenses as a as a rookie uh, or freshman running back last year, including Texas. Um, Baylor, uh, they're they're kind of in a tough spot. Um, I think they they might be improved from last year, but it's just hard to know. They they, they don't they don't have uh, too much on their roster to uh, jump up about. And, and Kansas is Kansas. Like there's <laughs> there's actually like. They'll be happy to win one game this year, maybe two, which I don't see them doing. Um, and they're in just the absolute worst situation with Le- yeah. the, the Les Miles situation. Um, it goes death, taxes, <laughs> and Kansas coming in last in the Big 12 yeah. every year. Yeah, and I honestly think Kansas is probably the worst Power 5 team in the nation, at least at least yeah. this year. Um, but, yeah, those would, those would be my I like it. I like board. it. And uh, for me, Mike said, all obviously, all uh, good – analyzing points uh, with all these teams. So I'll just tell you mine one through 10 really quick. I got Oklahoma finishing first, hard to pick against them. They always seem to do it. Iowa state coming in second. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked though, if Iowa state upsets OU and one of the, I think they'll play each other twice. Absolutely. So I think they'll, they might knock them off once. Yeah, um, I agree. And then I think I have a tie between Texas and TCU at six and three, both of them in the conference. I think, Texas either loses to TCU or to West Virginia or to Oklahoma State. One of those three games, they will lose, and then TCU will also lose to the top teams and then one other team. Completely agree there. Yeah, and then obviously Oklahoma State there. And then there's a big drop-off between the first five and the bottom five, in my mind. And like Mike said, it can be interchangeable. I probably would put West Virginia at six. Texas Tech at seven, Kansas State at eight, and then the Baylor at nine, and then Kansas should just move conferences, honestly, and <laughs> join a mid-major conference like the Sun Belt or something, yeah. or Conference USA. The only thing that's hanging them in with anybody is their basketball team. Yeah, their basketball <laughs> team is incredible. If you want to know more about their basketball team, check out the Why Not Us College Basketball Podcast. We got into uh, – Kansas is what they can be this year. They'll be a top five team. But anyway, that's your Big 12 preview. We're obviously, as Texas fans, very much looking forward to that. It's going to be an incredible race down the stretch, especially, I think, between Oklahoma and Iowa State. So stay tuned for that. Let's move on to the SEC. Obviously, the SEC is now near and dear to our hearts because Texas has officially moved into the conference in the near future. Um, but that's for another time. Let's get to this year's SEC. Obviously, it's Alabama. Every year, they're there. They're they're loaded again. Nick Saban has another stellar team. But there's another team that maybe can compete with them if they're healthy, and that's Georgia. 
Obviously, Mike, you can get into Georgia and what they can possess as a threat to Alabama. But I want to get your impressions. Other than Georgia in the SEC, what teams are you liking to do damage and maybe even challenge Alabama and Georgia? Yeah, um, the, the team that you have to go to, I think, is Texas A&M. Um, their, their rosters uh, with Alabama and um, is comp- uh, very comparable. Um, they have one of the most talented rosters in the nation. That that game, the the more I think about it, the more I think that that spread is is not going to be by that much. When uh, what is it right now? Um, I'm not I'm not too sure. And I think it's it's in it's in College Station, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Um, so and a lot of people have that game circled. Te- Texas A&M's roster outside of the quarterback matches up incredibly well with Alabama. Um, Maybe, and and uh, they, they need to figure out some things at wide receiver as well. Um, but um, so we'll, we'll see about that. Um, I think dur- during the season, if there's any team that's going to knock off Bama, it's it's AM when they when they have to travel to College Station. If AM win, if Bama wins that game, um, which they will be predicted to do, even though I think it, um, um, even though I, uh, even though I think there's a chance that AM could win that game. Mm-hmm. Bama's going to be in the SEC championship again. And Georgia, yeah, I mean, like, everyone's just kind of saying, like, this this has to be Kirby Smart's year. Like, if it's not this year, when is it going to be? Because this is probably the best squad that Kirby Smart has had in his tenure at Georgia. They got quarterback figured out for me, for probably the first time ever. JT Daniels is that guy. Um that can lead an offense in the new era of the SEC. Um, uh, and he's got weapons. Uh, hopefully they, they stay healthy. Um, there's, they got some issues right now with, with like Daryl Henderson. Um, hopefully George Pickens stays healthy. Um, who knows? We don't really know what the current situation with Eric Gilbert is right now, if he'll ever be back on the team. But if he is, um, he could, he could honestly be their, their best weapon. Um, and uh, they always have, um, just dudes on defense um, and uh, stack up against anybody. Um, they're going to, I mean, um, luckily that first game that they play against Clemson doesn't have anything to do with the SEC race. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, I think I think if there's any teams that knock off Bama, it's, it's during a season one they go to College Station or it's in the SEC championship. Uh, against what should be um, a Georgia team that a lot of people are picking to the, the playoff right now, whether that's beating Bama in the SEC championship or one loss to uh, yeah. to Bama in that game. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I, th- I, th- I think the top of the SEC uh, is uh, going to be more competitive this year than honestly it ever has been. And uh, down the line, especially when OU and Texas come to town, yeah, um, it's, obviously yeah. we'll even go up from there. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, so a lot, lot of excitement in the SEC. Um, I want to get your thoughts on two teams yeah. that might be probably the next tier of the yeah. SEC, Florida and yeah. LSU. Yeah, yeah okay, Gr- great. All right, two great yeah. points. I skipped over LSU because um, I was kind of had my mindset on, on A&M and what they can do this mm-hmm. year. LSU is in a interesting situation look at their roster they have a they have a top five roster in the nation um 
don't care what who you ask that that is a fact um like last year like absolutely everything that could go wrong went wrong for them um and covid year roster was completely gutted after uh, their national championship but that isn't to say that they could have they're, they're not they're not going to the national championship this this year but they're on paper their roster does not look very different um than the joe burrow team that yeah, won it yeah um um and so they, they got a new defensive coordinator um uh a lot of people question the hire. Um, we'll see how it works out. I mean, l- last year that 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 was the absolute worst um, situation for them was was uh, what was happening on defense. I mean, they they have talent there. Just the guys just weren't put in the right situations to to do anything. Um, so I think um, I think I think LSU is just like one of those teams like Texas. I think I think their season could go either way, and if it goes the right way, if the coaching staff can put it all together. Um, I think I think they uh, they they're going to be a team that can contend with anybody mm-hmm. um, with uh, with the talent they have. Um, and they got they got guys coming in this new recruiting class that might start immediately. Um, they got uh, they they got five star talent across the board. Um, quarterback's going to be Max Johnson. It was Miles Brennan for most of the year last year. Miles um, Brennan went down with an injury. He's going to be out this year, but it was looking like it was probably going to be Max Johnson's job anyway before the injury happened um and uh um i i think people have a uh, high hopes for him if if uh if everything just gels with the coaching staff um so yeah that that that's a good team to mention florida um you know they're, they're in a weird situation also um they they do lose a lot um obviously there's kyle trask uh kyle pitts um um um, I like their defense, but the, the issue with Florida is um, they, they don't have one of those rosters where you just look at it and be like, oh, they're man. Stacked, like, yeah, yeah, they're stacked. Like, they're not in a situation like LSU where they have that top to bottom just roster. If it all just gels together, they can contend with anybody. Um, like, like, the biggest thing that Dan Mullen gets um, dogged on year after year is his inability to recruit. Um, and um, you know, last year seemed to be the year for Florida if it was all put together. And yeah, they made the SC championship, but most, if you ask most Florida fans, they'll tell you it was a disappointing year. Um, yeah, and yeah, they knocked off Georgia, but they still lost four games. Um, and uh, so um, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, I've heard good things about Emory Jones, a quarterback, um, Dan Mullen, Supposed to be a quarterback guru. Um, um, I don't. It's hard to say whether or not he could have a a, a year that Kyle Trask had last year, um, but uh, we'll see. Like year after year, they, they just have they have to win the, the Georgia game if they want if they want to contend. They they did last year, but um, it's, it's it's hard to see them doing that again this year with uh, with with what they return. Um, but I still, regardless, they, they still have a um, a top twenty roster in my opinion, mm-hmm. and uh, should uh, contend.
Yeah, and I'm just looking through these teams. The SEC is so talented, uh, especially at the top. I think there's going to be a little bit of parity after Georgia and Alabama in this conference. I think some teams are going to knock off each other. I think Florida, even Florida, LSU, even Ole Miss possibly because of their offense. That's the other team I want to mention. Yeah. You can make the argument that Ole Miss might be the scariest opponent that Alabama faces this year. You just look at the game last year, their offense is going to be like – they're going to have one of the best offenses in the nation. Like, again, and that offense can hang with anybody. They're not going to have any sort of product on defense necessarily. But if they can just do what they did to Alabama last year, just maybe score one more touchdown – they could be a team that certainly, certainly knocks off one of the top dogs. I'm not going to pick them to win it, win um, their division, um, but with with the, that offense that they have, um, don't be surprised if Ole Miss knocks off one of the top teams like an Alabama, like an A&M, like an LSU. Um, so yeah, they're they're for sure a team to watch. Yeah. So let's let's get right into the predictions for these. For this conference, obviously, it's separated between East and West. So, give me your East and West winners, and then I'll then go through uh, right. top one through six, I believe. All right. So, in the East, I'm going to have Georgia there. Like I said, um, uh, a lot of people are circling this year to be Kirby Smart's year. Um, I, at one point, was wavering on them to win the national championship, given what they have on their roster, given their quarterback situation and the weapons that they have injuries and some other factors have hindered that. Um, but they could be right there. Don't be surprised at all if they're in the playoff. Uh, if it's any year for Georgia, it's this year. Then I have Florida talked about them already. Um, they're going to circle that Georgia game like they do every year have to win that game if they want to contend in the East. Um, next, I'm probably going to have Missouri. Um, I like what they got going on there. Um, they're, they're, Missouri's a pretty underrated team, in my opinion. Um, they had some good wins last year. Um, not going to pick them to contend in the East because I don't think that they can beat a team like Georgia. Um, but um, they, uh, they, they, uh, they, they got some underrated talent on that team. Um, I like what they, they're doing out there. Next, um, obviously the drop-off after Florida and Georgia is pretty big, but mm-hmm. next I'd pick Missouri. Then after that, I'd probably pick Kentucky. Um, they're a little underrated as well. Um, um, then I'd probably go South Carolina. Um, and first, then you have two dumpster fire yeah, teams. exactly, yeah. I mean, we, we got first-year head coaches at, at South Carolina and Tennessee. Um, uh Josh Heupel is going into the worst situation that a head coach could possibly go into at Tennessee. Um, and um, um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on South Carolina's head coach's name. Um, uh, uh, Sean, um, uh, give, me, give me the name real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, Shane Beamer, Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer. But yeah, um, I think I think uh, like like with with those two teams, like um, they're not going to have good seasons, but there are areas that um, 
like they, their expectations need to be relative. Like um, both those teams are going to need to just aim to make bowl games this year. Um, there are things that they can do this season that um, can up the spirits of those fan bases down the line. Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. This, their product is always going to be um, the same. Yeah. They, they don't really care about football. Um, in the West, Alabama at the top. Um, I'd say most people are picking them to win the national championship this year. Um, and I think they will be right there. Um, they got um, like Bryce Young doesn't have a lot of experience yet, but no reason to think that he won't be one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. Um, uh, given how talented he is, um, they lost a lot at receiver, but the, the receiving class that they, that they brought in this year, um, you talk about guys like a Jai Hall, uh, Jojo Earl, um, they got some transfers at receiver and they, they, they obviously, um, retained John Mechie. Um, I, I think, uh, and, uh, new offense coordinator, Bill O'Brien, um, uh, I think the offense will, will hang with anybody. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah. And I mean, Bama, Bama's Bama. No, no, no reason to pick against them in the SEC. Uh, after Bama, I got AM in the West. Um, they're, they're, like I said, their roster matches up with just about anybody. Um, they just got a fit, like, um, um, they're, they're, the ceiling of their team really relies on, uh, what happens at quarterback and uh, following with uh, receiver just announced Hayes King as their starting quarterback. Um, um, I, it's, it's really hard for me to, to get if he has a higher ceiling um, uh, than the previous quarterback had. Um, but um, I still think that uh, they're, they're a team that, that contend with, with just, just about anybody. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, uh, with their quarterback situation. Next, I'd probably have LSU. Like I said, they're kind of a boomer bust team this year. Um, roster, um, if, if their coaching staff can put it all together, they'll, they'll be able to contend with just about anybody. Um, after that, I go Ole Miss. Um, I think they're a top 25 team. I know they were left out of the AP top 25, but I, I think they're going to knock off one of these teams um, somewhere down this, the line this season. After that, I go probably Auburn. Um, First-year head coach Brian Harson from Boise State. Um, I, I like Brian Harson, but I don't think they're going to Auburn's going to do very much this year. Um, they lose a lot. Brian Harson's in a tough spot. Um, Auburn's year in year out the hardest uh, place to coach at in America uh, with the conference they're in and the state that they're in. Um, but then again, expectations relative. They can do stuff this year that brightens their future. And then lastly, in the West, I have Mississippi State. Um, not that I think Mississippi State's bad by any means. Um, uh, it's just the depth of the yeah, conference. Yeah, depth, depth of conference is uh, just uh, pretty good. Oh, wait, totally forgot about Arkansas. Totally missed on Arkansas. I would have Arkansas actually ahead of Auburn this year. Um, um, I think uh, I, I really like what Sam Pittman's building. Like I said, um, they, they were competitive with, with every single team that they played against last year. Um, regardless of what the, the, the record shows outside of Alabama 
And I think there's no reason to think that they won't improve on that this year. Um, and uh, so, yeah, um, they're, 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 they're going to try to reach a bowl game. And uh, I think, uh, I think they, they, they probably will. Um, and then I, then I have Auburn, then Mississippi State. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So mine really quickly will be in the East. Uh, Georgia at the top. They're obviously now with a quarterback. I think that's a huge game changer, and they're going to be competing for a playoff spot all year, and it, they will face Bama in the uh, SEC championship game. Florida is going to be a close second. Seems like year in and year out, they're a consistent top 20 team. Um, not obviously the roster super talented this year, but they get it done uh, every year, and they'll be very competitive. It, I who I have third, I think Kentucky will finish third. I'm big on Kentucky. They've been growing as a program the last few years. They're really fast. Their offense is really good. Um, usually a lot of good, uh, quarterback and running back play. Who's the uh, guy in the NFL, the ch- double threat guy that went two years ago? I forgot his oh, name. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, he, he was a stud. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll come to his name another time. But, anyway, fourth, I got Missouri. Fifth, I have South Carolina. And then you can dig shovels in the sand and 100 feet later, whatever you want to say, Tennessee and Vanderbilt will be sitting there. They are going to be awful, and I can't wait to see them lose every single game. Now we go to the West. Alabama is going to win. There's just no reason in my mind that they will not win. Mike has brought up a good point with Texas A&M. If there's one team to beat them in the regular season – it's going to be Texas A&M. I don't know if they will. Marking that game, it was a 60-40 Alabama uh, in favor. So with that, I have Texas A&M coming in second. Third, I have LSU. Fourth, Old Miss. Fifth, Arkansas. And then sixth, Mississippi State. Mississippi State could even – oh, and Auburn. Yeah, I missed Auburn. Uh, Auburn just above Mississippi State, in my opinion. I think Arkansas um, is going to finish a game better than – uh, Auburn, but Mississippi State even could compete. You could have all six teams in the West Division make a bowl game. I don't know if they will just because Mississippi State has to play all five of the other teams in the West Division. I totally agree. But you, that, that would be something if yeah. all six of them made a bowl game. Mississippi State's going to hover around five, six wins all year, I think. Um, let's quickly go to the Big Ten. We've obviously gone through these conferences a little longer than anticipated, but that's okay, okay because, yeah, we love college football. <laughs> Cannot wait. But anyway, let's get to the Big Ten. Like, not like a full rundown. I just want your rundown on two teams in particular that I have my eye on that uh, a lot of the country might not know a lot about. So educate them. Okay. Indiana and Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Uh, great points. All right. Indiana, um, I uh, – they, they surprised a lot of people last year. Um, and uh, it was all led by quarterback uh, Michael Penix. Um, and um, I, love their, I love their coach, Tim Allen. Um, I think he's one of the most underrated coaches in the nation. Um, or t- Tom Allen, maybe. Um, and, uh, and I think that their, their season really rests on the health of, uh, of Michael Penix. Um, he went down with a season-ending injury last year. Um, and uh, that really put a wrench in what uh, they were doing, but they still had a, um, a successful season. Um, uh, I, uh, um, 
I don't think that they're going to necessarily contend in their division. Um, but I think they, uh, um, I think they'll be able to uh, put up a fight with just about anybody. Um, maybe knock off a team like Penn State, um, like they did last year. Yep. Um, they, uh, I think they'll be favored. Um, as crazy that sounds, against Michigan, um, won't be favored against Iowa State. Probably won't beat Iowa State. Sorry, oh, oh, um, Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio yeah. State. Um, but they'll be favored in most games for schedules here. Um, I have them winning. Uh, eight games. Okay. And I think if they win eight games, I call it a successful season. Um, um, but like I said, if if Michael Penix Jr. is back to what he once was, and it's it's hard to say right now um, if that's going to happen. If 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 he's back to full full strength, um, that they. Uh, that they could put together something a little more special than uh, than eight, than eight and four, I think. Um, still a top twenty five team, regardless. Um, they uh, they they also got weapons at receiver, um, uh, enough to make it happen against uh, some of the the big boys we've uh, we've uh, come to know in the in the Big Ten. Um, next, you mentioned Penn State, correct? Uh, no, Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. yeah. Um, because our guy Josh Pate yes. is very big on Mary that. Mary so maybe the only person that I've seen yeah. rank Minnesota inside the top 25. Um, yeah, so Minnesota, um, I think they're an incredibly underrated team. Um, it's hard for me to understand why people have them rated so low. Um, uh, again, I also think that they have one of the best head coaches in the nation. Um, uh, they return a veteran quarterback who's been there. Uh, for a long time, um, they lose lose got they lose some weapons at receiver, um, but um, I think uh, I think um, I think they, they they have a chance to 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 contend in the West. Um, they're they're, uh, they're not going to be favored against uh, Wisconsin. Probably won't be favored against Iowa, um, but I think they should be favored against uh, the rest of the teams in their division, um, and. Um, that they they have a chance. Um, yeah. Like like I mean, they open the season obviously against Ohio State, um, and not many people are circling that game. I am. Um, I like. Sorry, I, I keep saying Ohio, Ohio State. Uh, they open see open the season against Ohio State. They're doubled. Um, they're a two touchdown dog in that game, but I think that game might be close than. Uh, than, than most people think. Minnesota's a veteran team. Ohio State, um, they, they do return a lot, but they got some things to work out in the secondary and a quarterback that's going to be starting his first game um, ever. So uh, so who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe Minnesota is that team that just shocks the world week one because they're always I would love to, be to that see team. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, they might have the veteran team to do it. Um, Another team I want to talk about is Penn State. Um, um, they're another team that I think might be a little underrated. Um, last year, you just kind of just take that year, wrap it up, toss in the trash can for Penn State, just mm -hmm. like LSU. Go back, look at the roster. They, they're, they're super talented. There's no reason to think that James Franklin won't bring that team back to winning 10, 11 games uh, like they have been um, year after year besides last year. Um, 
Their uh, their quarterback or sorry, their roster is pretty stacked across the board, minus maybe their quarterback uh, Sean Clifford. Um, and I think I think their their season uh, they're gonna have I think they're gonna have a good season, great potentially great season regardless with the roster that they have. Um, but I think a lot of it will rely on um, how much Sean Clifford can take that offense under new offense coordinator Mike Yersich. Uh, and uh, if, if there's any team that can knock off Ohio State in the East, it would be it would be a team like Penn State. I think they've been they've been close year after year. They did it they did a few years back. Uh, this this could be the year again. We'll see. Yeah, and let, let's quickly get to your predictions. I think in this uh, that Big Ten it's the opposite, where the East is better than the West, yeah. like that. Unlike the SEC. So let me. Get your East and West predictions in the Big Ten. Yeah, so um, obviously you got to have Ohio State at the top. No reason to think that they won't they won't uh, win the Big Ten. Be right there in the playoff. Um, I think they have the best receiving core in the nation um, with uh, with guys like um, Chris Olave, uh, Garrett Wilson. Um, they have a new quarterback, um, C.J. Stroud, uh, just named the starter, I believe. I believe he's starting the starter. Yeah. Um, and um, um, no reason to think that they uh, they won't be. You look, you look at their roster; they they they're they're either the best, second, or third most talented roster in the nation, um, depending on who you ask. Um, um, so they'll, they'll they'll be right there. Probably should win it. Probably will win it. Second in the East, um, I'm gonna have Penn State. Uh, like I said, people are underrating them. I think just because their season last year. Um, I think they'll be able to contend and if there's any team in the Big Ten, uh, other than maybe Wisconsin in the Big 12, in the Big Ten championship, I think during the regular season, it's a team like Penn State who's got the talent to do it. We'll just see what happens on offense. Uh, third in the East, I'm going to have Indiana. Like I said, they're, they're a veteran team. They return a lot. Love their coach. Love their quarterback. A lot of their season relies on what happens with uh, Michael Penix and um, his health. I think if he's back to um, to uh, to what he was before he got injured, um, they could they they could be uh, pretty special like they were last year. Maybe maybe knock off some of some of the big boys um, like a Penn State. Um, fourth, um, gonna have Michigan. Um, this is a really I mean yes, Jim Harbaugh just got got that contract extension, but it was with a lot less money we know, and this is still kind of. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see if this ends up being kind of a do or die year for Jim Harbaugh. Um, a new quarterback. Um, I like what they, they have at receiver, um, but um, uh, Michigan has certainly been trending in the, the, the wrong direction. Um, and I think happened for a few, few years now. Um, they have a um, freshman receiver, JJ McCarthy, not starting this year. Um, um, but I think the future of Michigan relies in the hands of, of that kid. Um, let's see. Uh, just four, five. Um, I think it could go either way at five or six. Yeah. Um, you got Maryland. You got Mich Michigan State. You got Rutgers. Or five, yeah. Um, um, it's hard to say. I'll probably put, um, I'll probably put Michigan State next. Uh, probably Rutgers after that and Maryland last. Um, 
I like what I like what Rutgers is building. Um, Shout out to our roommate Drew Greenberg. Yeah. Go Rutgers. Um, uh, they, uh, yeah, um, not, not much to talk about with those teams in the West. Um, I'm gonna have Wisconsin. Um, they are uh, um, dark horse. Keyword dark horse playoff team this year. Um, they, for the first time. Um, in a long time for that for that team, um, they're they're revamping their offense from being run heavy to finally having a quarterback that can match up with uh, what the rest of the uh, the nation's doing. I love love Graham Mertz. Um, their their season last year got completely destroyed due to COVID, um, and um, so I, I think I think they have just as good a chance as anybody. Um, to knock off a team like Ohio State, they don't play them in the regular season, but I'm going to pick them to uh, to play them um, when it comes time in uh, in the Big Twelve title in the Big Ten title game. Uh, next, uh, I got Iowa, um, veteran team, um, run heavy, um, and uh, I think uh, I think that they'll. They'll be able to they'll be able to contend in their division. I think I think the winner of that conference um, boils down to those two. Sorry, that division. Then I got Minnesota. I already talked about them. Um, then after that, I'm probably gonna have I'll probably have uh, Northwestern. Um, they they always seem to uh, to put uh, a solid product on the field despite what their roster might say. After that, I'll probably have Nebraska. Um, don't have high expectations for Nebraska yet. They're in a critical year, um, fourth year under Scott Frost. Um, but in my opinion, I think Scott Frost might be out the door after this year. Um, there, there's not too much to be hyped up about with them. Then after that, I'll probably have Purdue. And last, I'm going to have Illinois, um, two of the worst uh, teams in Power Five, in my opinion. Uh, and that pretty much rounds out the Big Ten. For me. Yeah. And, uh, I'll quickly go through my predictions as well here in the Big Ten. Hard to, to differentiate my opinions with Mike at the top of the Big Ten. Ohio State, like Oklahoma, like Alabama, continue year in, year out to dominate their conference. Their roster is absolutely loaded. They're a consensus playoff team uh, most uh, experts have in their preseason playoff predictions. Then after Ohio State, I have Indiana. I really think Indiana is going to have a great year. I think they're they're kind of under the radar just because they're not a brand program for college football. Um, Penix Jr. is an a incredible quarterback, very elusive, out-of-the-pocket kind of quarterback that can make plays out of nothing. He has great uh, feet work, and that helps him escape a lot of jams. And I think Indiana is going to have a very good year. Penn State's going to be my third team, close third. They're building, they're trying to build back up to what they were a few years ago when they were a consensus top 10 team every single year. Obviously, as Mike mentioned, COVID and with everything they had to deal with outside the program, um, they had a very disappointing year last year in 2020, but hopefully they will be back to form this year. Then I have Michigan. This Michigan team, one thing that stays consistent every year, lose to Ohio State every year. 
And that is what Michigan does. And they also lose a lot to Michigan State. Harbaugh has an, just a horrible record against those two teams. And that's why it's just crazy to me why they signed an extension for John Harbaugh, Harbaugh for Michigan. Matt, off, after Michigan, so I don't think Michigan's going to have a great year. After Michigan, I have Rutgers. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights, they're building something special. It's going to be a few years, but in a few years, I think they actually can be competitive. I agree. And this year, they might knock off not a top team in the Big Ten, but a mid-tier team. I'm thinking four wins for Rutgers this year. I, th- I could see them knocking off a Michigan. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I would love to. They should have beat them. Uh, I think last year when when I won multiple overtimes, but, and then you have obviously Maryland who uh, is good at beating Texas in week one, but other than that, they're not very good at football. So that's all I'm going to say about Maryland going to the West. You have to take Wisconsin at the top. They are consensus top 10 team right now. As Mike mentioned, a dark horse to make the playoff. If the if the do very successful in the Big Ten, and one you, one lost team, no Ohio State, who knows what could happen. Exactly, Wisconsin can they run the table until they get to um, Ohio State? I don't think they will. They got tough games against Penn State, Iowa, um, going to Minnesota as we've talked about, sleeper team, and then they also play Notre Dame yeah. as a highlight non conference game for the Big Ten for sure. After Wisconsin, I have Iowa. I think Iowa is going to be the second best team. Very similar to Wisconsin's playing style. Uh, they're obviously a big game against Iowa State in the non-conference. I think they finished second. Third, this is where it gets a little tricky for me. Northwestern, I don't think he's going to have a great year. They've been really good the last few years, very under the radar. They find ways to get to eight, nine wins, and sometimes even sneak into the Big Ten championship game. This year, I'm not very high on them, honestly, but I think the conference after Wisconsin-Iowa drops off a lot, and I think they will still be able to snag third place. In fourth place, I have Minnesota. I wanted Mike to do a preview on Minnesota because I think they're going to have a very quiet, sneaky, good year, mm-hmm. and I love what um, P.J. Fleck, right? That's mm-hmm. yep. their coach is doing there from Western Michigan. He's one of the best coaches in the nation. I wish – I'm glad he's still there. I think he had the, the – a better opportunity to leave maybe a few years back. Who knows? Maybe they put yeah. together another good season. You can get a, a great job elsewhere. Yeah, for sure. And then at five, it's tough to say just because these teams are really bad. Um, I'll go Nebraska. Obviously, a lot of my family is from Nebraska, so they're, I know a few of them listen to this show. You're not going to be good, and you need to fire Scott Frost right now. Um, this is his year. They need to somehow make a bowl game maybe even seven, eight wins for them to keep Scott Frost in my mind. It won't happen, but we'll get to it. Week zero, they could win the first game of the year. Um, And speaking of the first game of the year, they will play that team that I have finishing right below them. I think Illinois, they're one of the worst power five teams, but they're going to finish above Purdue. Good for the fighting Illini. They are going to lose a game, though. I'm going to make an early upset. Early upset. UTSA Roadrunners, they're going to lose week one. Bookmark it. Okay. And then Purdue is our last team to round our round out our conference preview in the Big Ten. As we shift gears here, and I just kind of brought it up, a little prelude to our next segment here. Sleeper teams. I want one team that is a sleeper team in a mid-major conference and one team in a power conference. Mike, take it away. All right. So, all right, sleeper, mid-major team. Um I think that honestly, the two to look at um, 
outside of uh, uh, Cincinnati, who we know we know is going to be there, is probably um, Louisiana and Coastal. I don't know if it's hard to call them sleeper because they're both because they're both teams. yeah ranked. Um, but I mean, both those teams. All right, well, I'll try, I'll try to think. I, I'll, I'm going to say sleeper. Because uh, I don't. Uh, I should. I should have said this. Preferably a team that's not uh, ranked. Outside the top. Yeah, okay. outside of those AP. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with UCF then. Okay. Um, I like obviously they got Gus Malzahn. I think Great offense. He's he's going into a fantastic situation. I think there. Um, and uh, they got they got Dylan Gabriel at quarterback. Um, I think he's the best quarterback. Um, maybe in um the group of five. Um, they got a lot of questions on the rest of their roster. Um, but um, I uh, I think uh, I think. Uh, that they could probably put something together that could be pretty special on offense um, and uh, under what I think is a fantastic head coach, Gus Malzahn, and was just in the just a really tough situation at Auburn. Okay, and then who do you have as your power conference team? Sleeper, Sleeper power conference team. I'm going to go with Utah. Wow, that was going to be mine, so okay. I'll come up with a different all right, one. All right, so yeah, Utah, I just do not understand why um, they are not being talked about more in the Pac-12. Um, they um, like that that uh, the Pac-12 South's entire year. I think is going to dictate in that Utah Southern Cal game. Um, Utah is an incredibly veteran team, and this is um, and they're 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 always put together um, uh, a good product in the field. This is one of the most veteran teams. Um, they just announced uh, Charlie Brewer at quarterback. Um, I, I go back to their uh, their spring their spring game. Um, this is a pretty crazy stat. Charlie Brewer was the first quarterback ever to go have a 100% completion percentage in a spring wow. game. Um, so high hopes for that team. Um, and um, I think I think that um, that uh, division is really 50-50. Uh, Utah or USC. That spread's not going to be by be by very much. Who knows? Utah might even be favored in that game when it comes that time. They probably won't be, um, but I think uh, I think that that they could be a team that's just surprised and just hop into the uh, the, the Pac-12 uh, title game when it's all said and done. Okay, very good teams. I I agree with one hundred percent wholeheartedly with the Utah take, and I think they'll have a big year in the Pac-12. Um, my sleeper mid-major team, as you guys know, if you listen to the college basketball Why Not Us podcast, I love mid-majors. I am a, I just know so much about them, and I love when they can upset some top teams. This team is going to make a lot of noise, and I think they're going to upset a couple teams along their non-conference schedule. They are a powerhouse a few about a century or a decade ago. That's the Boise State Broncos. The Boise State Broncos, very disappointing season last year. They lost to San Jose State in the Mountain West um, championship game. They never lose in the Mountain West. They dominate the Mountain West ever since moving there. This year, they're going to be back. They have a loaded non-conference schedule. They play on the road week one, Thursday night against UCF. And then they play Oklahoma State at home, another marquee game power conference team. Cannot wait for those two games. I think Boise State is going to make a lot of noise. They're going to get double-digit wins in my mind, and they're going to win the Mountain West tournament or Mountain West championship game and be in contention. They won't get it, but be in contention 
for that group of five best team mm -hmm. to get a new year six bowl. Like yeah. Now my power conference team sleeper as Mike stole mine. I was we're looking through some of these teams and it is very challenging finding a team, but I'm going to go with the old miss rebels. I, I think it. I love it. Yeah. Their offense is just, how do you not love their yeah. offense and how many points they can score on yeah. a given night? And against a team like Bama, even. No, I know. I just I remember watching <laughs> yeah. that game with you. Just constant, just run down. It feels like I'm playing a video game. Yeah. And I listen, I love those kind of teams. And with yeah. that kind of offense, they can beat anyone, but they also can lose to anyone because exactly. of their defense. Exactly. So I'm going to stay optimistic with them, and they're going to win a lot of games this year. They're a top 25 team, in my opinion. They yeah. should have been ranked. I don't know why they are. I think Utah, they are actually ranked 24. Utah and Ole Miss, I think by the end of the year, I can bet you a lot of money that both those teams are going to be ranked. I agree. They're yeah. going to stay in that top 25. Yeah. So those are my sleeper teams. Let's uh, get to our last segment um, because we are running a little uh, long, but that's okay. As long as I hope everyone stayed with us. Week zero slate. Can't. That is tomorrow, it's folks. Tomorrow. That is tomorrow. And you might be listening to this podcast tomorrow and you can be listening and watching these games as we talk about them so exciting week zero we got five games we're going to give you all five games who we like to win and we're going to throw in a little wrench into this we got spreads we're going to tell you who we like if you're a betting man like ourselves let's get to it five games tomorrow on the slate five power or um d1 games there i think there's two division one double a games but yeah. we won't get to that First game, Nebraska-Illinois. This is a power conference game, our only one. Monster game. Monster game. This is for the Big Ten standings. It is. Whoever wins this game, Mike, I don't know if you realize this, will be in first place in the Big Ten. I mean, th this game, like, like obviously, obviously, that is true. But it, <laughs> yeah. is hard, it is hard to understate how big of a game this is for Scott Frost. Oh, yeah. Like, you lose this game week one, I mean, they're calling for his head. They are. They are. Um. This is an absolute must-win game for Nebraska. They should they're favoring this game by a touchdown. Yeah, they should win this game, but this is a losable game. Both these teams are not great. Don't no. think either these teams are gonna have a good season. I'm picking Nebraska to win this game. Absolute must-win. But game. You have, do you have Illinois covering? I think I, I think I have Illinois covering okay. uh, the touchdown spread. Um, I'm not high on either of these two teams. Um, um, don't have a desirable product for either of them on the field. Um, I'm going to pick Nebraska. I'm going to pick I I Illinois to cover. Um, but yeah, it's just like, like, obviously this isn't like a marquee game that would necessarily, a lot of people are going to watch on a regular, um, on a regular Saturday, but week zero, all, everyone's eyes are going to be on this game and you can bet every living being in the state of Nebraska is going to be on this game. Uh, absolutely needing a win for, for Scott Frost tenure. Yeah, and uh, I agree with you. I think Nebraska is going to come out on top. I would love to see them lose because, one of the, as you, if you know me, I love people that I'm close with rooting against their teams. And um, my family is huge Nebraska fans, and they live and die in Nebraska football. And I, I would really like to see them lose. Dino, I don't. I believe Dino Braber is still the head coach of Illinois. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if they will. I'm going to predict them to win. Oh, and love, love And I, I'm going to agree with Mike. Actually, I think Illinois is going to cover that spread. This is a bet I would do for this game. Yeah. The turnovers. 
Bet the over. Yeah. These teams are going to turn the ball over left and right. It's going to be a disgusting football game, but it's going to be exciting. It's going to come down to the end. I cannot wait. It's the first game. It's 12 o'clock Central Time, 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock on the West Coast if, if you're from there. So bright and early there. Cannot wait for that game. That is our first game of the college football season. Hopefully, we will not have any COVID cancellations. Cross your fingers. We will see. Our second game, UConn and Fresno State. And if you're thinking, if you don't know college football, you're like, okay, UConn's going to win this game. But um, no, it's not the case, folks. Guess who's a four-touchdown uh, favorite? 27-and-a-half-point favorite, the Fresno State Bulldogs from California, Mountain West Conference affiliate. They are going to kill UConn. UConn is one of the worst uh, Division One programs consistently, year in and year out. Mike, I think Fresno State – is going to score 50 points tomorrow. They are going to pound UConn. I like Fresno, and I like them to cover 27 and a half. They're going to win by 30. I'm with you there, Adam. I, uh, I think UConn, they're, they're a bottom 10 team in the nation, probably yeah. bottom five. Um, I, uh, I don't see any way this game is close. Um, that's a respectful spread, I think. I'll, I'll probably take that with you. Okay, awesome. So we're on the same page so far with our two spreads. We'll see. Hopefully we have a different differentiating spreads with these last three games. This game, I think, is the best game of the three. I don't know if it's going to be close, but if you're a betting man, you love this team. And that's Hawaii. Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors, all they do is win football games in Hawaii at like 2 in the morning. But they're on the road at the Hall or at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, against UCLA and a lot of people that I've talked to because I have a lot of friends from UCLA. They like this team. And what better way to start off the year with a win against Hawaii in week zero? Mike, your quick thoughts about this game. Can UCLA just go out there and dominate Hawaii or do you think Hawaii could keep it close? I think UCLA will dominate this game. That's not to say I'm high on this team at all. Yeah. Um, I do not think this team has is talented at all. Um, it's hard for me to pick this game in terms of the spread. Um, um, if I if I were if I were to bet this game, and I'm going to, I'm probably going to pick UCLA to cover. Um, like I, I know they they have some talent, not a lot. I do like their quarterback. Um, I, I think I think their, their quarterback is actually uh, um, uh, fairly underrated, but. Um, Regardless, um, I'm not I'm not very high on out of these two teams. Yeah, I like UCLA to win and cover the spread as well, but I would love to see Hawaii keep this one close. Those are the three games that are all happening in the afternoon on the what on the uh, Central Time and Eastern Time zones. Then you have a little break, and if you watch these next two games, I credit you because you are a diehard college football fan. Mike and I will be watching these Absolutely games watch. because we are diehards. But if you're not watching these games, I understand. But they are college football games, and they are happening tomorrow. That is tomorrow, folks. New Mexico State and UTEP on our drive back from – I'm from uh, San Diego. I drove all the way to, out to Austin last weekend. Mike uh, tagged along for the ride. We passed both of these schools. Who are, this game is actually a big rivalry. They're really close to each other, even, even though they're in separate states. Half hour away. Yeah, half hour away. <laughs> these two teams – are horrible like so but they're the two worst teams i think in d1 um uh, or at least new mexico state is it probably is the worst yeah probably they're ranked 130 out of 130 pretty yeah. exceptional yeah. utep favored by 10 points mike 
Who do you like? I like UTEP's win. I like UTEP to cover. Wow. Um, okay. Like like I said, or like you said, Adam, now these two teams are going to do absolutely a thing yeah. this year. Um, Mexico State's going to be lucky if they win one game. Um, and if they are going to win one game, it's probably this game. However, they might. I think they play uh, UMass. Though. They do play UMass. 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 That, that is the toilet bowl. Yeah, the toilet bowl. I'm mistaken, Adam. UMass is the second worst team in the yeah. I wish they were playing the weeks there. That would be absolutely awesome. That would be incredible. Um, but then again, they're playing maybe the third worst team in UTEP. Who knows? Um, yeah. um, I, um, but then again, I do think they're a tad better than New Mexico State. I'm going to pick UTEP to win and cover this, okay. this, this game. So I, I agree with you. I think UTEP's going to win the game. I like New Mexico State to cover, though. I think they're going to cover that 10 points, and I'm going to do a little parlay action for you. I like UTEP or New Mexico State to cover, but the under as well. These teams do not score points. New Mexico State does not score points. They don't know how to play football. Mike was telling me that their whole team – is a brand new. They had to yes, because they didn't play last. They year. had to find people in just the desert for the portal. Here's a stat for you. Yeah, they return one guy <laughs> who who was a starter on their last season and the last yeah. team, which is the 2019 team. They returned one guy from that team. Name me a time that's ever even been it's remotely close to happening it's that one possible. player returns. It's not possible. It's not possible because they, they didn't play last year. Yeah. Um. So they returned one guy from their team in 2019, at least a starter. But yeah, they obviously return other guys, but they have one starter from that team. Yeah. The rest of their team completely new yeah. transfers, guys that have never played yeah. before. This team's going to be absolutely horrible. And this game's going to be hot, <laughs> so hot in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Oh my I'm, god! I'm, I'm with you on the under Adam. I like it. It's, yeah. it's still sit, it's sitting at 59. Not that his teams are going to score very much. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that under. And then to wrap up week zero and wrap up our show here for the first ever Why Not Us college football show, San Jose State and Southern Utah, little night game for you, 9 o'clock Central Time, 10 Eastern, and 7 o'clock on the West Coast. San Jose State, Southern Utah. Southern Utah is not – they're the only of the five playing a Division I program, that, and they're in Division One AA. There's been upsets – like this before the spread is huge though can it happen to san jose say can southern utah be a week zero shocker i can't see it happening can't see it san jose say they were awesome incredible last year one of the best stories in around the nation especially if you're a fan of uh, these mid-major teams yeah um I, uh, it's hard for me to pick this game too i know absolutely nothing about southern utah (laughs) i don't watch much fcs football um, so it's hard for me to pick this game. I'm probably going to sit on it tonight, maybe research a little bit about Southern Utah, but there's no way they'd be San Jose State, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think uh, they're another one of those underrated group of five teams this year, especially after what they were accomplished last year. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Southern Utah is going to cover this game, though. 24 points for me is a lot, and I think that spread is kind of built in based on their success last year. You could be right. And um, you tell me this game two years ago, I would say – Southern Utah could easily upset them. But San Jose State, incredible what they did last year, the turnaround that program, winning the Mountain West over Boise State, which was an exceptional job. Credit to them. Those are our five games. We're going to be tweeted. Follow us on Twitter, by the way. Why not us, NCAA? Or what's our Twitter handle? Why not us, underscore NCAA. Yeah, why not us, underscore NCAA. We're going to be tweeting all all these games throughout the day. Um, Very exciting. 
Stay with us throughout the year. We have a lot more shows to get to you. We're going to try to get one out to you right before next week, uh, the start of the official season, honestly. Covering the rest of the conferences we didn't hit today. Yeah, exactly. We'll cover the other three major conferences that we did not hit today. We'll have a full slate of games. Weeks, week one, by the way, guys, is packed with incredible football. We're so excited to get going this season. We might have another guest on our next show. It might be me, myself, Mike, and maybe Mason or Josh, or maybe the combination of all four of us. We will see. But stay tuned with us. Enjoy tomorrow. Football is finally back. Can't believe, Can't believe it's here. Thank you so much for being with us on the Why Not Us college football first ever show and credit drew greenberg outside the studio for helping us out with some of the editing process but thank you so much enjoy the football games uh this weekend and we will see you on the flip side next week to talk about the week one slate for myself adam glick for mike gresser thank you so much have a great rest of your weekend enjoy the football